Hello mortgage fans. Um, so this week I'm back fresh from a camping trip. Um, after many years of asking, I finally relented. Um, I went camping with my mother and my daughters. Um, so my wife very sensibly uh, declined and said that she had to stay at home and look after the dog, even though dogs were allowed in this particular site, but I think I'll give her that one. Uh, so me, uh, my two daughters and my mother packed off to Croy Bay in Devon uh, in a 70s VW camper that I'd hired for the weekend as well, so giving it full effect. Uh, now, it's a funny thing, because there's sort of two sides of this. The first one is all the clever things that our sapiens say. So, you know, we had a digital detox, which we did. I didn't allow any tablets or gadgets and phones we used very sparingly. Um, we got in touch with nature, because living in a field will certainly do that for you. And, uh, you know, we hung out on the beach, that was really cool. I even got some surfing in, so it's really, really, really cool. And um, the kids had an absolutely wonderful time, and it's really good to get out of the modern world. So all the things are really, really positive. Um, on the flip side, maybe from my perspective, um, I now know what it's like to live in a refugee camp. Uh, so I think if we do this again, I'll very much be leaving the children with my mother, and me and Mrs. Campo can maybe stay at a hotel up the road. Uh, in that way, it's an absolute win-win for everyone. Uh, but far more importantly, um, this week I said I'd talk about the property market in a bit more detail, uh, which I touched on the, the end of my last update last week. Um, so to give you a bit of context, um, I looked back through some headlines this week, funnily enough, and this, this does seem to be the big theme. There's three major headlines that I want to talk over because it gives it a bit more context. But just to give us some stats to sort of come into this, um, if we look at where we've been over the last couple of years, it's been a really, really funny time for the property market. You know, if you roll back to the start of 2020 and the start of uh, COVID, there were real genuine fears about house price falls, negative equity, all this really disastrous stuff. You know, is it going to be another credit crunch with lenders stop lending? But obviously, with hindsight, we can see what the government did by backing lots of loans, making sure lenders kept lending. We went from, at the, so, well, probably around March time, really, to worrying about house price falls to then by the end of the year, house prices were 8.5% up, according to the Office for National Statistics. Now, from the same body, so far in 2021, house prices are up 10% as an annual rate, according to the ONS. So what I want to look at in a bit more detail is why we're we seeing such strong growth in the property sector when other parts of the economy are so badly affected. I mean, the, the ultimate conclusion it all boils down to supply and demand. But let me talk through these next three points in a bit more detail, which will give you far greater context. So first headline that grabbed my uh, attention last week was housing stock declines 40% since January. Uh, that's a stat from Property Mark, which is an estate agency body that shows that each agency office now has just 23 properties to sell currently, which is 40% down on this time last year. There's quite a telling quote from Nathan Emerson, who's the CEO of Property Mark. So I'm just going to read that, uh, which says sellers have seen the headlines about huge demand and are nervous about joining the market and selling quickly with nowhere to go. Firstly, if you're serious, serious about buying in the current market, it's all about being in a position to proceed. Very few people can buy without selling, so having a buyer waiting gives you an edge over those you may be competing with. If you wait to find a property before putting your house on the market, the likelihood is the property would already have been sold by the time you secure an offer. It's also important to remember that the average time taken for a sale is around 16 weeks to exchange. That's four months, and the likelihood of not finding an onward property in that time is very small. So that's really interesting. So people aren't speculatively putting their property on the market. They're only doing it they're really serious, which means you get a very high turnover. But then the flip side is there's not a lot of property around which sort of exacerbates the issue. So that's a really interesting insight as to actually what agents are seeing. The second headline um, which got my attention was housing markets seeing, quote, untenable disconnect between supply 
in demand. And that quote is from Knight Frank's Tom Bill, who is head of UK research. And he had a couple of really interesting stats which I pulled out of his press release. So uh, the first one is the ratio of new buyers to properties listed in the UK last month was 12.7. The figure was actually higher in January 2020, 14.6, the first full month to show the short-lived Boris bounce. So just to give those figures a bit more context then. So currently there are 12.7 buyers registered for every single property available on the market. That's, you know, talk about supply and demand, that's pretty crazy. Um, his second quote, which I think was more telling, was the number of new prospective buyers was 42% higher than the five-year average, showing that the much demand in the system remains. Meanwhile, the number of instructions to sell was down 28% over the same period, dem demonstrating how supply and demand headed in opposite directions in July. Not much I can add to that. When you've got demand up massively and supply down, no surprise we're seeing house prices go up. And the last one uh, was a comment from eServe's director, Richard Sexton. Now, eServe are probably the largest property surveying arm in the UK who carry out mortgage valuations. So they're in a really good position to see what's going on. Um, his quote is, in terms of transactions, uh, what we see is a difference in 12 months can make. In the first quarter of this year, we saw a 32% increase in transactions over the same period last year. The stamp duty holiday and desire for more space when working from home clearly spurred many purchases into action. So that's giving you context from a surveyor and a state agent, um, also two agents really with Knight Frank, but it's the research division. So what I've then tried to do is draw some conclusions around this. So why is there such a scramble to buy now? Like why now? It's always the question, why now? Now I think there's sort of a threefold answer to this. Uh, now the first one, um, and I've talked about this a lot over sort of recent weeks, months, years, and you can just go back through any of my updates and I, I pick up this theme quite a lot, is that we simply haven't built enough of the right type of homes. And that goes back for nearly 30 years. I remember when I started doing my job in 1999, this was something we were talking about then, it's just not changed. Um, understandably, developers build the most profitable properties they can sell. They're a private company, of course they're gonna do that. So their focus is on larger homes, luxury flats, um, anything in that sort of area. And sort of, the, sort of the affordable homes to get planning is really just tagged on as a minimum, you know, and then everyone looks to get around those rules. So, you know, like I say, it's, it's just the game. To give it sort of visual context, you know, if anyone's sort of been around Nine Elms um, over the last five, 10 years, you'll get what I mean. Those massive developments of big luxury properties, the, the Battersea Power Station development itself, that area has transformed. Now, that's not to your traditional first time buy. I think a lot of those apartments are going for a million pounds plus. So that's sort of just as a simple visual, if you've been near, near Nine Elms, that's what I'm talking about, not buying the right type of homes. So I personally believe this dynamic isn't going to change unless the government steps in in a really meaningful way. And they're going to have to do something like start building the property themselves or go in as a JV with an existing firm. And to have an impact, the build would need to be of an epic scale. I mean, it would literally be like post-World War II style intervention. So does the government have appetite for that? And do they have the funds for that? Um, I don't think we're going to see that anytime soon. So that first one around the first right type of property not being around is a dynamic. It's not going to change to the foreseeable future. So that, that is really the big one I've talked about for a very, very long time because it just gets overlooked because it's not very sexy, but it's true. Um, the second point, um, which I think is why we're starting to see this now, is we're starting to see what I call a normal level of activity. You know, if you look at what's gone on since 2007, it's been 
really weird. So start of 2007 was the credit crunch, which started around 27, certainly by 2008, that took hold. So that was on for a good few years, and that was a once-in-a-generation credit crisis. That affected a huge amount of people. Then we sort of recovered from that, and then we went headlong into Brexit, which rumbled on from 2016, arguably until sort of now, but sort of you know, officially ended in January this year. Um, and then that took us into COVID, which was sort of running alongside that as well. So really since 2007, we haven't had an interrupted run of massive financial interventions or once in a generation things or pandemic once in a hundred year thing. So these have come around in a really short space of time, because if you look back over house prices in London specifically, you know, they typically double every seven to 10 years. And that hasn't happened over that, that period since the credit crunch. So that's a really, really big thing in, we've got a normal level of uh, activity now, which is just highlighting the pent up demand we had previously. And the last aspect, I think is simply herd mentality. You know, this is widely documented and everyone knows about it. The, the simple example people often use is, you know, what you should do is buy stocks at the low end of their valuation. But typically people buy when they're on the rise, which just pushes prices up even higher. You know, anyone knows anything about herd mentality will tell you that. So we've hit that point in the property market again. People want to buy, people want to do stuff. And that just creates a sort of snowball effect. So I think if you sort of summarise this, I think there's sort of key, five key factors why we're seeing this now. We've got one, years of pent up demand. Two, credit conditions are easing. Three, we've got ultra low interest rates, which won't last forever. So I think it's a bit of a scramble to get in for low rates as well. Number four, there's a lack of stock. And number five, God willing, we won't get any more gigantic, gigantic shocks in the short term. So you put all those things together. I personally think we're on for a run of, I would say good house price increases for a period of time. Because again, go back to that sort of long-term average on house prices, it's just not been there. So there's a long, long way for that to go for house prices to keep rising. Now, I don't think they'll go crazy and I don't think it's a bubble, but I do think it will keep rising. So my point or my takeaway point from this is if I think that's going to continue for the next five, 10 years, as I think it will do, the sensible things to try and buy now. So if you can and want to buy, don't delay because I think it's going to cost you more down the line as it is to today. So if you go into next year, there's talk about um, interest rate rises as well. So you might then be paying both more for the property and for the funding. So please, please do get a move on if you can. So last point then for me is around uh, rate corners. I have a look at market rates and that type of thing. So um, money markets were all up last week, which pretty much goes into what I was talking about here. Um, there's no sort of expectation that base rates going to go up this year, but certainly into next. So we've seen uh, three months sterling LIBOR flat, that's staying there at 0.69%. Uh, Two-year swap rates are up by 0.21 to 0.497. And five-year money is up by 0.044, which takes it to 0.713. So that's what I've talked about a lot, is I think we're at the lowest end of this current rate cycle, so rates won't get much lower. To give you context on that again, so the best rates you can get for a mortgage currently for a variable rate is 0.99. A two-year fix starts at 0.83, five-year money from 0.99, and buy-to-let from 1.19%. And as ever, the rate you'll be offered will be dependent on your circumstances and your level of deposit. So last little point for us as well, um, if you do get the time, please do check out our new homepage, just have that revamped, it looks loads, loads better. I've got a nice little introductory video for me, it's easy to navigate, loads more information. So if you get a moment, please check it out at www.rowcp.co.uk and I'll catch up next week with a market update. Have you have a great week.